Good morning. Welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity. And I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 13. This is actually not from our daily lectionary, which is our typical rhythm here with the daily podcast, but rather this comes from a passage we read at church on Sunday, just yesterday. It so struck me that I knew I had to read it and think about it in our podcast today uh, because this is a powerful passage. Uh, Matthew 13, beginning in verse 31, and then I'll read a few verses there from 44 to 46. We'll read, we'll pray, we'll see what the Lord has to say to us. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its shade. He told them another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid, and then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and let's ask the Holy Spirit for help to think deep thoughts about the Bible. Lord, we ask you today to open up our minds to understand the Word of God. We pray, Lord, that we would hear in these parables something uh, that would impact our own lives and maybe give us a better understanding of what it is that we should be seeking and looking for as we live our lives in front of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I deviated because I think these parables, uh, I deviated from our normal plan, our normal rhythm, because I believe these parables actually say something to us that we need to hear today. I felt like these words were just shouting at me yesterday when Marty read them in our Westside Church service. Here's the way we should think about parables. In this section of Matthew's gospel, Jesus has been speaking of the kingdom of heaven. He's actually used that phrase, the kingdom of heaven, six times in this really brief, deep discourse. So our purpose, for our purpose today, we're going to define the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven in terms of of the reign and rule of God, his dominion and authority in your life and around your life. So we got to think on two levels. Number one, when we think of the kingdom, we think of God's big, grand, expansive project. His authority as it extends all over the world, throughout human history, the rule of God over all creation, all over all Christians. But I think we also have to think of the kingdom on a more micro level, the the rule of God, the dominion of God in your own personal and private life. So you see the big thing and the little thing, the, the whole world and your personal life, both of those I think should be in view as we think about Jesus's teaching in these parables. So why, why would Jesus even speak in parables? People sometimes are confused by this. Why would he tell stories? Why didn't he just preach sermons with timeless truth? So on a basic level, a parable is a story which involves ordinary things, ordinary people meant to teach us about spiritual things. Uh, A scholar named William Barclay, he says this of parables, and I love this. He says, parables are designed to make one stabbing truth flash out at a man or woman the moment they hear it. So rather than looking for everything or dissecting every component or aspect of these parables, I want us to look for the one stabbing truth. So let's walk through the parables. First, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. 
So what jumps out, what stands out here? Number, namely, the kingdom of heaven, the work of God, the dominion of God, the reign and rule of God, both in the world and in your personal life, it starts very, very small, and then it grows out from that center space. So what is God inviting us to see? He's inviting us to see that things that begin small in you and in the world don't remain that way. The tiny, tiny seed in this kingdom of heaven story, the mustard seed, it contains everything in it that is needed for it to become a big old plant, big enough for birds to take shelter in it. See, there's a real sense here in the story Jesus tells first of continuity between the seed and what the seed will become. Jesus tells the story of the mustard seed to a group of friends who are facing Massive challenges. See, the disciples, their faith journey is just beginning. They're vastly outmatched. They have no idea what they're getting themselves into. This is probably the way many of us feel right now. What Jesus is saying in this moment is the work of God, the, the spark of the life of God that is inside you, even as you're overwhelmed, it will grow. Its nature is to grow and that he's going to take care of things that frankly overwhelm us. He's going to lead us into things. We're going to grow in such a way that I think we would even surprise ourselves. That's part of the story Jesus is telling there with the first parable. So the second one, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. And this is a very similar story to the first one that he tells about the mustard seed. See, yeast or leaven is, is really small, invisible almost. But over time, it works its way through an entire quantity of flour. It changes everything. But here's the one stabbing truth here as far as I can see it. In this story Jesus tells, unlike the parable of the mustard seed, the power that affects the change does not come from the dough itself, but it comes from an outside agent being introduced into the flower. Then that outside, that outside agent goes about changing everything. What Jesus is saying here in the kingdom of heaven being like yeast is that we as Christians, when we're overwhelmed, don't always have the needed ingredient to affect change in and of ourselves. I've spent a lot of time in my own life looking for the ingredient within myself to change my problems. And I finally discovered the phrase, God helps those who help themselves. That is not found in the Bible. Jesus doesn't actually teach us that. What he's saying here is that in order to rise to the occasion, in order to meet the challenge, we have to experience an infusion of the yeast of the Holy Spirit, something coming from without to work its way through the structure of our lives in order to change us. Guys, if we're going to experience the work of the Spirit, if that yeast, that leaven is going to work its way through the dough of your life, you have to learn to be quiet and attentive. That's how we find the Spirit or experience the Spirit. That's how the help comes from outside of us, not just inside of us. See, the Lord longs to introduce his own work into the mix of our lives, but we have to actually make choices to say, come Holy Spirit, come into the places where I feel overwhelmed, come into the places where without you I will not rise, so to speak. The third parable, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. I want you to imagine this scene. Someone um, buries a treasure, their amassed wealth in a field, and then they depart and maybe they die on that journey or they get lost or something happens and they never come back. And so this beautiful, powerful amassment of beauty and wealth is just remains hidden in a field. No, no one to ever claim it. And then as Jesus tells this story, someone stumbles onto this treasure uh, through no intentional effort of their own. They, they didn't go hunting for it. They just found it accidentally even. And then they go about a process of purchasing that field. 
The fact that this person had to sell everything that they own would indicate that the individual in question is probably poor and that they now know they found a, a treasure of great value. Well, the one stabbing truth that jumps out here is that the kingdom of heaven, the dominion of God is sometimes surprising, joyful, and very costly to us. So the first two parables focus on the growth of God's rule and reign. This one and the one I'm about to tell you focus on how much it costs us to get in on that growth and beauty of the rule and reign of God. See, this man finds something of so much worth that he's willing to do whatever it takes to secure that field. He's willing to reorient his life, to even disrupt his life in order to uh, lay hold of the treasure Finally, Jesus tells this story similar to the last one. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went out and sold all that he had and bought it. So this one's like the last parable, but with one major exception. In the last parable, someone stumbles onto a treasure. Well, in this one, the person is out intentionally looking for pearls and he finds one. So the simple truth here, that stabbing truth that I feel in my spirit when I read this, is that sometimes we find things of great value because we're looking for things of great value. See, you may have come into your Christian spiritual journey stumbling onto it. It may have been like that parable of the treasurer. But if we're to grow and become the kinds of men and women God's called us to be, I believe he wants us to land here where this last parable is. We need to be the kinds of people who intentionally go looking for the work of God. We intentionally must seek after the thing of great value, the thing worth reorganizing your life around. And when you find the thing you look for, you strike, you orient your life around that thing. This man sold everything that he had and he bought the pearl of great price. He possessed then the thing that was worth everything. And I think for many of us, there's an invitation in front of us to begin to see our spiritual connection to God as being of such great value that we should be willing to reorient our whole lives around it. And once we do, I believe that then the, the dominion of God, the power of God is able to settle into the landscape of our lives in such a way that we become the kind of men and women able to bear up under remarkable uncertainty and difficulty, able to say, I seek you, God, and it's worth it. Whatever it costs me, it's worth it. So I want to invite you today to think about these parables and maybe ask for the rule and reign of God, the dominion of God to grow in the landscape and within the landscape of your life because I believe he wants to do good things in us and around us. God bless you. Go in peace. We'll see you when we see you. Amen.